Hello and welcome to this audio recording for the weekly research roundup, a research published between the 11th and 18th of July 2023. I'm Katrina Pears, the research correspondent of the Emmy Association. There have been nine new ME-CFS studies and 25 new long COVID studies this week. Four of the papers included in this week's roundup are of a slightly different nature, all of which are patient-written hypothesis research which is an idea which is suggested as a possible explanation for a particular situation or condition, but has yet to be proved correct. These are single-authored and have been included out of interest. We have highlighted one of the ME-CFS studies in more detail. Paper 5 is on symptoms and herpes virus IgG antibody concentrations in ME-CFS and multiple sclerosis. This work reanalyzed a previously described dataset which looks at the response to six different herpes viruses, including CMV, EBV, HHV6, HHV1 and HHV2, VZV. The samples came from the UK ME-CFS biobank and included 222 with ME-CFS and 44 with MS. The aim of this study was to establish if there's a link between underlying symptoms and herpes virus IgG antibodies using data from four different disease trigger subgroups of ME-CFS and patients with MS. The four groups are unknown disease trigger, non-infection disease trigger, an infection disease trigger which was confirmed by a blood test at the time of the event, and an unconfirmed infection disease trigger. The secondary aim of this study was to determine whether serological data could distinguish between ME-CFS and MS using machine learning. The study found, in the MS group, a significant negative association between symptoms of temporary eye disturbances and CMV antibody concentrations. Also in the MS group, a significant positive association between symptoms of bladder problems and EBV antibodies body concentrations. In the MECFS group, the most significant association was between increasing HSV1, herpes simplex virus 1, antibody concentrations and brain fog. This is in line with the negative impact HSV1 exposure has on the commonly found cognitive outcomes in healthy controls and those of MECFS and MS. There was evidence for a high number of significant antibody symptom associations in MS than ME-CFS, therefore IG antibody data explains more of the symptoms in MS than ME-CFS. However, the ME-CFS group overall had more symptoms of higher frequency than the MS group. Combining all the serological data allows three of the ME-CFS groups, which is unknown disease trigger, non-infection disease trigger, and an infection disease trigger confirmed at the time with a lab test, to be distinguished between the MS group. The ME-CFS group, which had an unconfirmed infection disease trigger, could not be distinguished from the MS group. This study involved a large international collaboration of researchers with many well known to the field. The study also has its major strength in using samples from the UK ME-CFS biobank, which was launched in August 2021 with funding and input from the ME Association Action for ME and ME Research UK. The MEA Ramsey Research Fund has provided continual annual grants since 2011 and now covers all basic running costs of this vital and unique project.
the UK, MECOS Biobank takes samples from mildly severely affected patients aged from 18 to 60, as well as healthy controls and people with multiple sclerosis. Blood samples have been allocated into serum plasma peripheral blood mononuclear cells, PBMC, red blood cells, whole blood and RNA. The biobank uses samples in their own research and provides them to research teams around the world. More information on this can be found on our website. This study, however, had a few limitations. It is assumed that the study reanalyzed previous data and not performed their own analysis, which can help eliminate errors such as methodological approaches. However, the previous studies which were reanalyzed included many of the same researchers and hopefully, therefore, this effect would be minimal. The results only give one single snapshot in time and MECFS is known to be a highly fluctuating condition which changes over time. However, results may not be able to be reproduced. Furthermore, antibody symptom association could then become significant at later time points. Therefore, there is a need for longitudinal studies. Just also disappointing, there is no control group included for comparisons and to see if this can be distinguished from MECFS and MS groups. The use of IgG antibodies in this research has a limited ability to show whether the herpes virus present is active or latent, and this can be resolved by combining IgM antibody results, which show recent activation. Lastly, there was a selection bias in the MS patient group, which only included those with no underlying immune therapy treatment. This could also mean that those with less severe symptoms were included and could have made the differences between MECFS and MS symptoms seen. However, therapy does modify the disease and make it less comparable when looking at biomedical specimens. In conclusion, this was a large study providing some new results to the field and highlights future avenues which should be followed up. Please note we have previously written a research summary on the reactivation of human herpes virus in MECFS, which can be found on our website. Thank you for listening to this audio recording of the weekly research roundup. I shall be back next week with the next instalment.